hello, hello, and welcome again to another of my podcast episodes. You're now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. Oh my, oh my, oh my. I'm truly excited today. How about you? I hope you are excited too. I tell you, this is the first time... that I will actually came to the conclusion of a full part. This is the third segment that I ran into part five. And the first time was, um, do not allow others to guilt you from your goals. And I remember I was, I'm, I'm still going to do, as I said, a part five. And then the other part five was, why do men cheat? So I have to go back and conclude those. But I'm going to conclude the one today about words that people say that can make you sad or make you mad. The power of the spoken words. And words can be formulated in in three arenas that I can perceive right now in my mind. One is verbal what we hear one is nonverbal the things that we say in our mind and express through our body language and words that are written oh i hope somebody got that the way we carry ourselves is a nonverbal expression at times and people often equate it to your body language or your facial expressions. People see that as you speaking to them, but you're not vocalizing it for them to hear the words. Then there are the vocal words, the words that we speak where others can hear. And then there are written words, the things we write or the things that are written that we read. Oh, I tell you the power, the power, the power of words and the power that comes from the scriptures about our mouth, about our tongue, and about our words are throughout the Bible. The words we use to testify, the words we use to build up, the words we use to break down. The words we use to confirm our truths, to testify, and the words we use to tear up. You know, out of everything we can do concerning words, One thing is for certain. Words can truly set the course of our lives in action. And it's important to me how we use our words. It's important for me, and I tell you why I say that, um, 
Because there's so much that's going on in this land. And I believe that a lot of it is because it stems from some words. Somewhere, something somebody said that either made somebody sad or made them mad. But we have gotten away from teaching and encouraging people, even in our youth, how to be mindful of the spoken words. Words can be like weapons. Weapons we don't even realize how damaging and detrimental they are. Words can can give us a power because the Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Words can make us feel strong and words can make us feel weak. Words can make us be faithful and words can make us be fearful. Oh, the power of the spoken words. Words can bring peace before a war. And words can bring big opportunities to our lives. You know, oftentimes, when we use words even, when we connect and meet someone, our classmates, we greet people with words. And then we meet people with words. We introduce ourselves. We become acquainted in some shape, form, or fashion. And oftentimes when we meet people we're interested in, we really try to be mindful how we use our words. Most of the time, I know in the old school days, you know, people would say, tell me something about yourself. What's your zodiac sign? And then uh, we would use words to describe who we are. And words to inform different descriptions about us. Oh, the power of the spoken words. We use words as a meeting and a greeting now into most times the people we're married to. And it's amazed me this about words. In the initial acquaintance of people, we will go above and beyond to articulate ourselves with words to impress. Words that we make sure don't stir up no mess. We will make mindful conscious awareness of our words. When we're trying to impress somebody. But what amazed me is once you get to know that person a little bit better. Mm, why is it that we as a people will get so comfortable? It's like it don't matter how we use our words. Mm, my God. We use words to apply for jobs. Written words. Resumes. Applications. To describe who we are and what we know. We use words when we need to go get a house. To ask for the application or the loan. And to read the words that are written or given to us to fill out, to apply. We use words to validate bank accounts, 
things we order. Not that everybody maybe always read the fine print in the disclosure, but those words are very powerful. Words be spoken or written. Words can be written or spoken. But the most powerful part about words, even according to the Bible, is whether they are truthful, whether it's the truth, or whether it's false. Mm. Whether it's truth or whether it's false. And see, that, 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 that takes me back to think about Facebook because people use a lot of words of description on Facebook, whether it's for religious purposes or simple pleasure. And most times, you know, if it's too lengthy, people by, you know, perception, they may not read it. But if it's short and sweet and to the point, okay, you may gather their attention. And they can choose the free will comment or not. But if you're going to comment on something and it's truthful, that's a good thing. But if you want to comment on something and it's messy, that's not so good. See, even the words we use and we put them once we put them in the atmosphere. And I use Facebook because Facebook is an open market. Social is called social media. The word media is like an open market. It's like an open market. Therefore, anything we put out in words, if you tell somebody, it don't matter to me about what people say. I don't care what people say. Well, you know what? If that is true, if that is true, honor that. Don't get all in your feelings when somebody tells you something. When you have already openly declared that you don't care. And if you don't care what somebody say. Because see, once you give that phrase, the atmosphere will take care of the rest. See, that's why it's so powerful, the spoken words. When you give that phrase, the atmosphere will take care of the rest. Your words become your weapon to your own self. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says we have weapons that we know not of. See, if a person saying, well, I don't care what nobody say about me. Well, don't care then what somebody say about you. And if you say that, you just sent the weapon over your life. So if people approach you and they bring information to you about you you have already given that invitation in the atmosphere when you say you didn't care see I'm mindful of what I say because I examine my ways and I understand myself and I know what I understand about me 
is that words can hurt. So I'm not quick to say, I don't care what nobody think about me. I don't care what nobody say. Now what I do say, and I live by that, I'm not impressed by people. And I'm not in this position of what I do for people. I don't have that twisted. Do I appreciate people's support? Of course I do. I, I, well, I would be a hypocrite to tell you all this about God and not be an appreciative person. Because one thing a lot of people may not know. If you have your own skills and ability, it's, it's plenty of people like this, I promise you, in the world. I, when I say plenty, I mean plenty. Let me stress that who have reading and comprehension skills. They read their Bible, they strive to live by it, and they live a peaceful and quiet life. They don't have no podcasts. They ain't trying to write no books. They ain't trying to enlighten people unless it's people who just invite themselves in their atmosphere, in that territory. Outside of that, they do their little do from Monday through Friday. They go to church and they come home. And I personally know some people like that. They didn't take on a position to enlighten people. And maybe because that is what, not what they was called to do or if they were called may even want to do. And I have the same mental capability to take that same stand. That's why I don't want people to get it twisted. I am not here about myself when I say that. I am truly about my father's business. Because if I was not an appreciative person, I would be selfish and self-centered. And I just sit in my little corner. And whatever God give me, that somebody done told me along the way, there's a calling on your life, a girl, that information helped me. I've been hearing this for years and years. And sometimes I've even asked God when he give me certain revelations and interpretations. And God let me confirm himself through me and say, this is not for you to sit down on. This is for you to share. So anytime you're sharing with others, share means there's an exchange. So the exchange of people supporting the, the podcast, that in itself is an appreciation. But you know, I said something to somebody the other day, and I, I I need to say this. And they was asking me about, I think, in the church and, and ministry. And I said, that's, that's not my calling. I, God didn't call me on a regular to that platform. I'm not saying I would not take invites. But that is not really my calling in this season. In this season, I, I truly believe through prayer and supplication... I am doing what I am predestined to be doing in this season. I'm not saying what will happen down the road. But they were saying, well, do you feel that it's important to connect with people in a way and make yourself more known, you know, with what you do to market yourself? This is what they was asking me. And I said, well, you know what? I am here in the capacity that I'm in. And these are my words. To provide to people information 
as the Lord provides the information and revelation and interpretation for me. I do believe wholeheartedly the harvest is white and the laborers are few. And what I mean by the laborers, people who are genuinely sincere in executing their information for God. And not just talking the talk, but exercising the walk to match the talk. And with that being said, I said to them, I'm not a big social media fan. I really, I'm really not. I go on Facebook now to my ministry page more to as a loyalty to the, the, the ministry page members. But I don't like the time consumption of sitting there constantly scrolling my eyes, my fingers, my hands, my wrist. I said, but if I had, <coughs> excuse me, if I had someone that I could afford to hire, you know, I would engage more to just do nothing but the networking part. And they said, well, do you feel that's a disservice? I said, no, I don't. Because when people go to Kroger, oh God, I ask you to help me today. Or let me say when I go to Kroger. When I go to Kroger, I go to get what's edifying to me. That's what I do. I don't know about you. But I don't need to meet and greet Mr. Kroger to get what I need. Oh, I hope somebody got that. I don't need to befriend him. I don't need to know where he lives. All I need when I go to Kroger is what in there that's edifying to me. Oh, I hope somebody got that. See, people, our mindset, it it, it has so many double standards and so many hypocritical ways of processing things. Who goes to the store and asks for the owner before they buy something and support Kroger? How many times have y'all, who who knows what Mr. Kroger could be a Miss Kroger? We don't know. But people can choose to support something without knowing anything about the person who positions this establishment. So when I broke it down like that, I said, listen, If you let your mind get caught up on being with the people and the words of the people, the words of the people. That has been, I think, one of our most stagnating things in our culture, my culture of people. People been patronizing other nationalities and cultural businesses throughout all their life. And they don't know a thing about them people. Oh, God, help me today. Long as when you go to that store, you can get something that's going to benefit you. And you do it with a price. You pay for it. Ain't like you even getting it for free. Oh, God, help me today. But when it comes to us, picking and choosing. Listen, 
If what can benefit you to change the way you think, the way you speak, the way you act, anything, let me say this, and I need to say this with true firmness and tone that people get this. Whatever, whatever good you learn and you do, that going to bless your life. So when you think you're not supporting who you need to support and when you're not saying the right words to somebody, listen, you're not hurting them people more than you're hurting yourself. That's that weapon you know not of. If you're hungry and you can afford to go to Kroger and buy you some chicken and bread, if you choose not to go to Kroger and buy that, you not heard Mr. Kroger? Your belly hungry. And if you need to be fed because you got things in lack and limitations in your life, you got situations and circumstances in your life that you don't even understand, why is this happening to me? My God. When you feel under attack. See, the trouble with most people is that. Excuse me. If they don't see the way. You know, if they don't, if they don't want to know the way. Let me say that. If they don't want to know the way. That's before them. Then what they tend to do, they 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 they, they want to uh, they want to just just sit still, you know, and wait. They don't want to put the work in. Let me put it that way. But the Bible said, "Faith without works is dead." You got some people who need a job, and you can pray for a job. And I'm not sitting here saying that somebody won't walk in your house and offer you a job because I know somebody that happened to me. Because see, with me, there is no limitations with God. There is no lack and there's no limitations in the kingdom. And there's nothing too hard for God. But one thing I do know that God does. God tells us in his word that when we pray, we should believe. And a lot of times we cannot believe because we don't have faith because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if you're not reading your Bible. And you're not studying your word of God. Then when you do you, you problems and situations come upon you. You don't know how to trust in God. And commit your ways to him. Because you're not armed with the right information to do that. See committing your ways unto the Lord may seem very difficult to most people. Because they don't know the word of God. And then they'll look at other people. And they'll think that God is, 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 is granting favor because those people are being blessed. or so those people got peace. And I'm still sitting over here scratching my head and, and, and frustrated. Oh, my God. So that's why I'm here. For, for, for the people, when it becomes very difficult for a person who, who always follow their reasoning mind. And, 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 and they stuck in their tuition. And, and that have became your regular habit. And you become accustomed to doing the same thing the same way every day. And so when it's time for you to step out. Because you heard some words. That's not the same way. That you are accustomed to. 
you get discomfort and you want to turn away. But see, that, that, that's a type of spirit. That's a type of a prototype of, of how you handle your affairs. But I'm telling people in 2020, God is asking people to walk in a super conscious mind. That means you got to start listening to words that are divine. Words from the word of God. Stop listening so much to the words in your head. Because the, if the word, let me say this. Mm, thank you, Holy Ghost. If the words that you keep listening to in your own little head that you think because it's big on your body, it know it, it can analyze stuff to be right in how you feel and how you think. So if the words in your head, oh God help me today, keep giving you the same results. If the words in your head have you sitting in lack and limitations. I talk about that in my book, Power in the Process. One of the greatest things that that processes us is lack and limitations. What does that mean? That means when your money low. That means when you can't get somebody to understand you, to love you, to appreciate you. That means when you don't have peace. That surpasses all understanding. That means, why am I still doing the same thing 20 years, from 20 years ago that made me sick and tired and I'm still doing the same sick and tired stuff? And instead of things getting better in my life, things are getting worse. See, that means you have been placed in a process period where you have some lack or you have some limitations. You can't go but so far. And the reason you're not going any farther than what you desire. See, because that depends on a person's desire. See, me, all my desires are being met. But where you may desire to go, and you see where you ain't getting there, and you ain't not getting there fast, maybe it's time to stop listening to the words that's floating around in your head. If everything keeps falling apart and you keep thinking the same way, it may be time to change the words that's processing in your mind. Mm. To move from that type of prototype and move into the divine and the perfect will of God. And see, that's our superconscious. But we can't exercise in our superconscious because the superconscious orchestrates from supernatural. And, and because we don't know the word of God, we cannot move in words supernaturally. Because if you move in words supernaturally, you won't fall out with people about what they say. I'm telling you, people, trust me. I have experienced it and I'm in the process of being experienced by the wonders of the peace in my mind like never before because people's words do not attach to me to not make me be so so um, cut I, I, I'm trying to think of a better word because one of my daughters said to me last night how she said I know God has changed you I said no I've always been like this 
because we, we was on the topic of something. And, and as far as me speaking in boldness and, and, the, and the, my thought process was about, you know, and I, and I want to do a podcast on that about I, I just believe when a person says something, you don't have to name names. Names are not significant. And she said, well, I feel if a person don't tell me a name, that's messy. And I said, well, I think the opposite. I think if a person do tell names, that's messy. And then I went on to explain why I think it's messy. What does a name matter? A name only matters for three reasons, I told her. One, so you can know exactly who to target and be mad at. Because most times, if somebody tells you something don't feel good to you, that make you sad or make you mad, when you know who said it, you know who to target to get mad at and not talk to. That's all, and that is one of the reasons. And I said, the second reason I believe that names matter. So first of all, you need to know who to target to be mad at. And second of all, I told her, you, you need to know who not to be bothered with. If they ask you to do something, you will know I ain't doing nothing for them because you still stuck on being mad with them because you heard it was them that said what they said. I said, and the third reason, and I forget what I said. I gave her three reasons last night. And once I broke down those three reasons, she said, well, okay, well, I understand that now. Because I gave an example as well. What if your neighbor made a complaint on you? I mean, if, if what if your neighbor did something that you was just sick of? Now, I'm talking about you. You think about us. Think about you. Think about you right now. Whether you live in a house or an apartment, if your neighbor went and reported you to the manager or the homeowner or the bank, because just because you own your home or the city, don't mean you can't be reported to the law. And when you went to make this complaint about your neighbor, They immediately went to your neighbor, (coughs) excuse me, and told your neighbor, you was the one that said it. And she said, no, my manager better not do that. I said, why not? See, this is what I mean by we are such a hypocritical people. We got so many double standards. If we say something, we don't want to be implicated. But if we hear something somebody said about us, then we feel that the other person should be exposed. Why is that? Just like I'm talking about, if you go to Kroger and you go into the Dollar Tree, all these stores, whatever store you shop at, I just want to know how many times for this person that you are paying to support. You receiving merchandise, but you got to pay for that merchandise. And you are supporting that person. Whoever owns them them business establishment, wherever we buy stuff, from hair to clothes to food, wherever we buy stuff, we're supporting the place we go. But what we don't, what we fail to look at, we think, well, I bought me some hair. I I bought me some groceries. Yes, you did. You got something in return. And you had to pay for what you got in order for that to benefit your life. And it may not be good product and, and the prices may be jacked up. But when you get something free, like the divine word of God, that will still bless your life. People got an issue with whose store it is. What does it matter? If you can find something that's going to help you to lift up your heads, 
to lift up them lack and limitations, to lift up these problems in your life with your mama, your daddy, your husband, your sister, your brother, your children. What does it matter? Who providing this information? If you know it's going to bless you and help you the words. Because the Bible says in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. So how much are you acknowledging God for God to direct your path? But if you're listening to somebody, whether it's television ministry, whether it's a pro-line, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a post on Facebook, but listen, whatever information you get in words to bless your life and for free, it's benefiting your soul and your spirit. Just like that grocery you go buy. Just like anything else we buy. Haircuts, hair curls, whatever we get to groom ourselves. We feel that it's benefiting us. And it's a sadness in society to me when so many people are not willing to see the benefits from just reasoning. You, you, I mean, even if you don't, even if you don't take it and digest it, it's just to listen to it and reason in your mind. Because everything, anything good, the reasoning mind will be redeemed. See, people don't miss, they keep missing this. If you trust in the spiritual laws, the Bible said, if you seek ye first, oh my God, the kingdom. How do you do that? Through words. The word, first of all, of God. The word, second of all, from your elders, from people who can enlighten you. I'm telling you people, if somebody had a drill me, drill me, drill me years ago, the power of the spoken word, I know I would be rejoicing and giving thanks somewhere in a whole nother lifestyle. But words are powerful. And so what the Bible says, I give unto you power, which is the word of God. And so many times we don't want to work God power. See, we want, we want to work, we want to sit down in our mind and get in our feelings about other folk words and who said the words. Instead of exchanging those words with God's word and the power of God's word. But see, I know that's hard to do. Because see, it takes faith to believe. You know, you got to be impressed by the word of God. You got to be impressed by Kroger to go there and shop their produce. You got to be impressed with Walmart to go shop at Walmart. And if the word of God don't impress you, Oh, God, help me today. You'll find fault. But see, one thing I know, Kroger, Walmart, and all these other major chains, they specialize in one area in your life. That's to meet your tangible needs. But what are you seeking in words to meet your spiritual need, to meet your divine lifestyle, to meet your divine thought process? Do you think about God? 
the word of God? Do you think about God word being powerful? You know, we we, we chase so many things that because we you know we want to obtain these riches, but I can I can promise you this. A person with a rich consciousness attracts riches. A person with a rich consciousness attracts riches. It's still going to take some mind transforming. You cannot attract what you don't possess. Even if it's even if it's motivation. You know how Tyler Perry got wealthy? He was so super motivated. This man said he had to sleep in his car. He was motivated. So he was attracted. He was he was he was positioned by the attraction to be motivated. But you got some people that ain't motivated to do too much of nothing. We're moving into 2020 people with these with these views and these visions. See, the word of God attracts me. It attracts me. So that's that's my richness in my consciousness. And so when words attract you, you have to decide are they going to attract you in a way that's going to make you be motivated? Are they going to make you be hesitated? See, we people, listen, I'm telling you this. I have gotten to a piece. I, I got to keep saying this because it, it blows my mind. I've gotten to the piece of life from these words right here. Your only enemies are within yourself. Your only enemies are within yourself. You don't have to be mad at people about anything. That's something inside of you. See, when a woman enemy is hurt and pain and resentment, then you are your own serpent and scorpion. But you, what you want to do, you want to make everybody else a blame. Many people's lives have been wrecked by the enemy within themselves. When you start realizing the word of God and the power of the words from God, that only power, that one power, that omnipresent power, God playing only, when you get fixed in your mind to understand that that only one power in the universe that creates all power. The Bible says let every soul be subject to the highest power because there is no power except it be ordained by God. So God power is ever present. And if we choose to sit down and allow what somebody say about us to make us sad or make us mad. You know what? We have not came to discover. The only reason that's going to just stay stuck in us. I'm not saying that, you know, in reality, it won't pass by your mind and you won't think, well, wonder why they said that. First question I tell people to ask yourself, whatever you heard, it, first question to ask yourself, is it true? If it's true, okay, don't be mad about it. If you don't like it, change it. If you don't like it and you don't want to change it, then guess what? People going to keep talking. 
And they've been doing that ever since 6,000 years ago, before Jesus came on the scene. People will have the free will and liberty of speech to talk. And I've never met a person that get mad or upset, or should I say upset, if somebody say something that's not so good or negative about them, but they'll talk negative about somebody. See, this is what I mean by hypocrites. Until we all master, and I stress all, if you don't say nothing ever in your life negative about somebody else, then take offense. But if you find yourself talking bad about other people, why why think why what what make people what make people think you exempt that people won't say something negative about you? People, we just need to grow up in the consciousness. And stop attracting stuff by being our own enemies. By our words, the Bible says we are justified. By our words. If you're giving out the right words, then even when words come back at you, if you know you didn't send them out, those not your words to receive. They shouldn't upset you. Don't take that. Just if you know what you know is not to be true. Be okay with that. There's no need for people to be stressed out and undisturbed by situations that's going to fall away. It's going to fall away on its own weight. It's going to fall away. Them words don't just stay stuck. Once they get to you, okay, in a matter of time, they fall away. The only way they're going to keep resurfacing let me, let me share this with people. The only way words are keep coming back to you resurfacing that make you sad and make you mad is people still see you doing the same thing year after year after year after year. Every situation that you have is undisturbed. So long as your situation is undisturbed, and you know for yourself if your situation undisturbed, if your life is a picture like on a wall for everybody to see in the art gallery, they're going to make some comments on it. If you put something on Facebook for everybody to see, they have a free will to comment on it. And if you don't have, if you got an issue with what people see, then take it off the wall. Take it off the wall. Take it down. And don't put it up. But wherever you go, We always take these conditions with us, people. And we want to get offended. If you take your own disturbed habits of who you are and expose them openly for everybody to see, whether they see you in the street or whether they see you in your own domain, that's what people do. They use words. Only you can decide. If you will let those words disturb you, knowing that it's only situations that's going to fall away on its own weight. Stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It isn't until we face a situation of lack that we really suddenly begin to express The power of words. Then we want to call everybody. Call people you you just got through cussing at. Call people you don't even like to talk to. 
to call people you don't even like to ask for something. See, lack will force us. Oh, God, I ask you to help me to show you you. Oh, I hope somebody got that. Lack and limitations is not about other people. Lack and limitations is to show you who you are. And lack and limitations, God is trying to express his power in your life by humbling you to say, I need you to go to that person. I'm going to put you in a situation that you have nobody else. I will not open another door with nobody but the person you need to go to because you've been mean to that person you've been nasty to that person you've said all kind of ugly stuff about that person and you know you did and other people do too and the person do too because people came back and said something too but God will condition your situation by your own hands not nobody else's Because God don't put hardship on us. We make choices that brings those choices of lack and limitations. Hear me. You don't need to fight against people. Because what's wrong with us when we let what people make us say, make us mad and sad, that means something wrong with us, not them. It's something wrong with them too. But how we process what they say determines what's wrong with us. Are you your own enemy? You need to fight the good fight by standing in the salvation of the Lord. See, a lot of times, people, when we don't want to stand in God, We don't want to do nothing at all. We just want to stand still and think we look cute and take it easy and declare I ain't trying to be stressed out. I ain't trying to be tense. I ain't trying to be, you know, we can't live off of that excuse. We cannot live off that excuse. If people words so easily, easily, beset you, that force you to be mean and cruel and begrudging and hold against people and change your mind. I don't going to deal with them. All this kind of stuff. That's your own enemy. And your situations in life oftentimes will never change. Will never change if you keep operating and dealing with people the same way. You will get the same results. Lacking limitations. Oftentimes our blessings are just flowing like a river of water. And they can't reach us because our own actions. You know how those dams that come up in the flood that block the water? That's how we do. See, because God has given us power. And it's through our words. I guarantee you, if you start changing your words and the way you talk to people and the way you address people, people's words will not internalize to make you so sad, mad, or stressed out. Examine your ways. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I come before you today, Father God. And I ask you, dear Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, strengthen us by your power. Strengthen us by your power. How we use the words of our mouths, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, strengthen us by your power. That we fight against the enemy within ourselves. Because you say in your word, by our own words, we are justified. And by our own words, we are condemned. Father God, deliver us from the condemnation through Christ Jesus of utilizing our words, using our words to be able to speak truth and seek truth. Because you say in your word, that's the only way that we can worship you is in spirit and in truth. So Lord, let us not be so offended or afflicted or inflicted by the words that people bring to us if it is truth. Lord, let us examine the truth and process the truth and be applying it where it needs to go in our lives that we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And Lord, if there's no truth in it, Lord, we trust that it will fall away of its own weight. It won't carry us down. It'll just flow over us as our blessings flow in. And Father, we thank and we praise you. We thank and we praise you for these dear blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I didn't get a chance and an opportunity because I moved as the Spirit was giving utterance to me today. I really wanted to cover Matthew chapter 5 and 33 through 37 and Ecclesiastes 5, 4 through 6. So therefore, you know, we're going to roll this thing on down a little further on the power of the words. What did somebody say to make you sad or make you mad? I hope this information today has moved you more into a way of walking in your mind, in your reasoning mind to be redeemed, to trust in the spiritual law, the law that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. So, I mean, your part is to be a good receiver. Like I said about the grocery store. How can you can you receive good and wholesome words? Prepare for your blessings. Rejoice and give thanks. And give thanks that this too shall come to pass what you're going through. Because in the word of God, we have weapons that we know not of. But in ourselves, we have weapons that seem to self-destruct us. Oh God, I thank you this day for this podcast. Lord, continue to give unto us the power. That only you can give us to stand in the knowledge of our words. That we may be justified and all lack and limitations will be removed in Jesus' name. And by our words is how we contact the power of God. Just like I just spoke those words. That's how you do with God. By your words, you make connection with the power of God. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. May the blessings of the Lord flow, flow, flow down into your life. Meet all of your needs, all of the things that your heart desires as you delight yourself in the Lord. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, 
You have a beautiful, blessed day. Mind your mouth and mind your manners. And until the next thing, peace out. God bless.